Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's the GSPN Podcast. Y'all know how we do. Uh, this episode, I was able to get in touch with Bretton Shelvin. You know, he traveling. I'm traveling. Two of the most, we probably the most two traveling motherfuckers on here. His is a lot more fun than mine. I'm working. This nigga is uh, living his best life, boy. Bouncing all around town doing, well, you know what? I'm going to let him tell you. He could tell you better than me, man. Let's jump right into the podcast. Yo. Yo. Can you hear me? What's good? What's good? What's up with it, dog? Chilling? I've been waiting a minute to uh, to hear from y'all. I, I didn't know I was on the on the favors list. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Who do I got on here right now? Huh? Who I got on here right now? This uh, this 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 Brett, aka Hat Guard. Okay, okay, okay. B motherfucking shell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to make sure because didn't no name pop up on her, man. Yeah, we've been we've been wanting to get you on her for a minute, dog. You don't even you don't even know you you do you do legendary shit on a regular basis. <laughs> it it don't be intentional. I guess it just happened that way. Man, I need to. I got. I got. I got many questions for you, Tom. Before we even get into the sports, dog. What do you do to where you be traveling like a goddamn rapper, or uh, or <laughs> you be everywhere, nigga? The motherfucker. Oh, um, well, first I, I'm retired Navy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I did my I did my couple of years, and I was telling all my peoples, you know, when I get out, I'm gonna do everything that I always wanted to do while I was in. And most of the niggas that got out, you know what I'm saying, they they didn't. But I, I stuck to mine. I wanted to go hit all the games and go to different cities and smoke weed and eat what the locals eat. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's pretty much what I be on. It looks beautiful, nigga. I saw. I, I'm 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 trying to remember everything I saw you doing. I know WrestleMania. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bunch that was of football games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh. I hit up Jerry Springer and Maury. I know a lot of people like when I did that. Yeah, I did go hit both of them. Um, that's like traveling, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like the WrestleMania was probably one of my favorite trips. And the sports events, I like to go a lot of a lot of sports events. I like to sit uh oh man, I don't know. Did I put in GSPN when I got robbed at the Atlanta Hawks uh uh halftime show? I don't think I, I don't remember saying it, but you know I've been I ain't been uh, as active over the last couple of months, so I, I might have. Nah, this was like two years ago. If I didn't put it in there, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to show y'all, man. They robbed me, man, at the damn Hawks game. I was in my Pelicans gear, and they did me dirty. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun though. It was fun. I'm glad you got out there shit safe though, because you know they don't always turn out that good. You know, it's like when you when you get in a robbery. <laughs> The first thing be like, well, shit, they took my whatever, but I'm alive. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you right about that one. You're right about that. I'm I'm definitely surprised I didn't get in a couple bar fights at some of these games the way I be talking. Dog, that shit, that. Stuff, you legendary nigga. That damn <laughs> when you were sitting there, that when I saw that video, you walking around the uh, Falcon Stadium. This my house. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> And then another one, the Super Bowl. When you was at that Super Bowl party, you was like, look at all these Falcon fans. I know that <laughs> way too, dog. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna speed dial when the Saints lose, though. Every one of the people in that house, they call my phone whenever the Saints lose to the Falcons. So I get my share too. I definitely get my share. Now, dog, how long you been a Saints fan? Oh man. Okay. So I've been a Saints fan. I want to say uh, 91, 92. I know, like, uh, you know, everybody got a, a, a my pops put me on, or you know, such and such family member, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of a different man. I ain't have no pops coming up, and uh, you know I was kind of raising myself, but I'm down in a boot, you know. And the only thing I had was no cable and TV on Sundays, so you know you kind of you kind of go with what you know, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! I mean, I, I I got it, I got it like that too. Like when it comes to football, I'm born in, but when it comes to like basketball, nigga, you know, whoever I saw on TV, that's the only way you end up being a goddamn Bulls and Pacers fan. They hate each other, but I like both of them. Cause you know, that was yeah. uh, <laughs> what I had on TV. <laughs> For sure, man. I uh, I hate the 49ers. I don't really talk too much about them because we don't see them no more. But um, we had a couple chances to, you know, real Saints fan notice. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my nigga Gary. He'll tell you. Uh, you know the the 49ers had our numbers. Montana used to really give it to us. We had the number one defense, the Dome Patrol, up in the early 90s. But we couldn't get past the 49ers. But nobody talk about that. They were talking about the 49ers because they was getting them chips. You know what I'm saying? I understand, you know, but uh I, I'm 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 definitely I'm definitely trained. I've been through this. You know, before I even finish, man, let me give you props on being a Raiders fan. Cause you know exactly how I feel. You know what I'm saying? You you put up with the drama, you put up with the bad GMs, the bad coaches, the terrible quarterbacks. So you know how I feel, man. I you know, a win feels good. So you gotta let niggas know when you win. Hell yeah, boy! It's terrible too being a Raider fan. It's it's not it's not uh, it's just terrible. <laughs> I, I man, I was in Boston uh, a couple years back. I was driving past a bar, and I saw a Tuck Rule photo, and I got pissed off for you, my nigga. Like I got mad, bro. Like let's just say they st- they still hold on to that game up there, and y'all got robbed for that. That's probably it's probably two Super Bowls y'all should have right now. Yeah, dog. It's, I'm talking about nigga. I it's hard for me to even talk about that shit, boy. That's emotion right there. I it, already know, like, man. They go on and they beat the Rams. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> that, <laughs> that shit is motherfucking. What the fuck? I ain't never liked Tom Brady since then. He ain't even did nothing to me. But it's just the that nigga. Ugh, no, 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 no. So you from you from the boot, but. You live in, in Georgia now. Yeah. Um I uh I moved from uh I moved from Louisiana. We moved out here uh when I was a little younger, when I was uh middle school. Um I moved back to the boot. Um and uh I joined the military from there. So I was a little you know, traveling and stuff and when I finally retired, I, I knew how how much opportunity how good opportunity was in Atlanta. So I decided to come back here and uh, it, it worked. It's working out for me so far. When you say opportunity, you mean like business and money or you mean like pussy? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, truth be told, bro, I meant all of it in one, you know what I'm saying? Cause I mean, it is like <laughs> you know, you got uh you don't have to put up much uh, effort and uh 
you know the the housing the housing market is very cheap um it's it's very easy to be a business owner out here it's really black hollywood man they call it black hollywood is the truth man black person can come in really you know what i'm saying really uh set up something good a nice little foundation i guess i'm off in my words right but the opportunity is definitely there with money with 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 activity and with them females it's, it's full opportunity out here yeah, it is, boy. I come down there often, and uh, that's just like fishing with dynamite, boy. Man, y'all need to hit me up, man. All y'all be coming out here. Don't nobody never hit me up. I just I just got your number literally ten minutes ago, but I'm gonna make sure <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that I do, dog. Next time I come down, I tried to I tried to fuck with my boy Kevin Jr. Shout out to him, but I ain't never get to link up. I think Jarrell got to link up with him once. And I think another time I was down there. I want to say you were somewhere else. You know, I could see you on the uh, online yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. you ain't been you ain't been sitting in one spot too long, at least from what I could tell. Nah, nah, man. This is probably the the most I've sat in a while, man. Uh, after I opened this shop, I had to make sure everything you know been going smooth. So I haven't been taking trips like I normally have. But uh, it's about to it's about to change soon. You know, WrestleMania in New York. I'm gonna have to make that trip. I'm thinking about it, dog. I swear to God, I'm thinking about it. I just, it's just dog, like, you know, now that we talking about thinking about it in trips, man, let me apologize to you because we were supposed to go to that Saints Raiders game, and I was scared of 9 11. I wasn't trying to fuck with no planes. But, uh, that, was a good ass, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good ass game that we should have went to, man. We yeah, should have went to that motherfucker, man. That was a good one, man. And I take full responsibility because you was ready. Your hand was on the trigger. You was ready to go, man. And I was. Something about traveling on 9-11 that just still gives me black man syndrome. So I get a I ain't mad at it. I'm, you smarter than me for even thinking about it because, nigga, they, they would have blew my black ass up because I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't connect with nothing in the news. People be telling me about shit going on. Like, dog, I don't have no – I don't watch no news. I'm completely out of the loop when it comes to everything. So that, Yeah, that, I'm with you, too. I'm with you. I'm watching news, man. The only reason why I thought about that is because they used to warn us in the military, you know, be careful traveling on 9-11. So that's the only reason why I think about that. That, that right. that's it. I don't, I don't watch the news. I think nosy people watch the news. Right, grandmas and uh, scared people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now let yeah. me ask you this, dog. This is something interesting because you you a Pelicans fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, well, well, go ahead. ahead. I'll let you finish that question. Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm just looking at what's going on with them, and uh, you know, the, you kind of. They get in position where it look like they finna do something and they finna turn a corner. And then for whatever reason the roster starts breaking down. So what did you think about um them not holding on to Rondo, uh letting Boogie go, you know, his presence before and after the injury of which I did last season? I was kinda calling out question. And uh Anthony Davis, your thoughts on what he's gonna do, what you prefer him to do and all that. All right. Uh, first and foremost, I will say that you know I hope Boogie gets what he's looking for. I do hope he gets that. He took a big, a big sacrifice, and you know, looking at what KD getting, he's probably gonna get that times too. So I will say that. But as a fan, Boogie is a bitch nigga. He could have stayed, man. Like I, I understand, you know what I'm saying, and I know why. But as a fan speaking, it hurt us. Because he really was talking about staying. He's from uh, Alabama. He was a Saints fan. You know what I'm saying? He's New Orleans everything. So for him to, you know, to quote, unquote, give us the hometown discount, 
And minutes, minutes before he took the Golden State deal, he was negotiating with us. So as, as far as we knew, we was going to keep him. Now, like I said, the move that he made, I don't blame him because that's less work on him. And, you know what I'm saying, low risk, high reward. I get all that. But don't tell us, the home team, your home team, that you about to work with us and then you don't. You know, I, I don't like that. That part I didn't like. I understand it's a business, and I know they'll deal you as quick as you deal with them. So, you know, as a fan, I'm kind of upset. But as, as an individual, I understand the move, you know, or at least try to. Um, Rondo, I think we got Rondo for nothing. People wrote Rondo off, and he did exactly what we expected him to do. Here's what I don't like, dog. <clears throat> for like, uh, and we can check GSPN. You know, my man Dave like to check the files. I haven't seen so many people give Rondo props until he joined LeBron. Rondo was washed up. Rondo had problems. He couldn't shoot. I didn't hear nothing about this basketball IQ until I heard that he's going to L.A. Now, all of a sudden, Rondo's the man. He could do all this. He could start. You know, people was even saying he shouldn't start in um, Sacramento for a while. And even told us that we probably had a washed up player. But now, you know, uh, Lonzo should come off the bench. And Rondo's this and I, I agree with it though. I think he's a great player. I think we lost a good player, a, a good person, and I don't think Alfred Payton is exactly what we're looking for to replace Rondo. But something is better than nothing. So I'm gonna ride with my team like I always do. You know, mm. I hope that ain't too lengthy of an answer, but I hope I answered nah. everything. Uh, ain't nothing too lengthy on this motherfucker, man. We you can do whatever on her. Like All right, for sure. We ain't sure. got no sponsors. We ain't making no noise yet. <laughs> not yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I like what y'all doing, man. <laughs> Shoot. And um, Anthony Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my man Ant, bro. I think Ant, um, I think Ant is a top three player when healthy. I think he's a very good player. Um, we got another Chris Paul situation, and I'm mad enough to admit that. Um, just like Chris, man, like I hope. I really, I was, I, I wasn't saying it online, you know what I'm saying? But once the Pelicans was done, I was hoping Houston beat Golden State. Cause you know, I gotta, you know, Chris, we got love for Chris in New Orleans. He ain't do us dirty. You know, we love him. You know, we, we, we hope he get that ring. So I kind of, you know, I, I feel the same way for Ant. If he leaves, you know, I hope he does good things because we couldn't give him what he needed in New Orleans. We don't have the money and we don't have the, I guess the uh, the superstar to reel in more people. We can't do it with him. So if he got to go, I understand. I do, you know. And we ain't exactly known for our basketball presence in the sports world yet. So I understand. Okay, now we, now with that, touch on that a little bit, like because I've been to New Orleans. It ain't it. People not going down there. It, it's not because of the city. I'm sure of that. If, if, if you don't like New Orleans, you either not an adult. Or something is wrong with you. <laughs> New Orleans is wonderful. I love New Orleans. It is, you don't man. like to eat. You got some of the best foods you'll eat ever in the whole fucking country. And I was um I was just in Baton Rouge a few days ago. Shout out to Petra. And I was trying to get crawfish. I ain't know that it was a certain season for the motherfuckers. They like, nah, you need to come back after yeah. Christmas, bro. Yeah. You eat some crawfish now, man. They might have muscular dystrophy or some shit. About one claw. You don't want none of them crawfish. Yeah, I don't want none of that. I was like, yeah. I'm trying to be hip. I'm like, where the mud bugs? 
She like, boy, ain't no motherfucking, ain't no motherfucking crawfish right now. So, nah. why do you think that is that they're not coming down there? Oh my bad. Is it an issue with the uh, with the organization? You think, or is just you know, or or because or, I don't know. You know, sometimes you get local news that's a little different than what they would put on the mainstream I, networks. Oh, for sure. Um, well, um, if if people don't know, then uh, <clears throat> when the New Orleans got a team. The management uh, kind of quit on the team, so the NBA owned the the Pelicans, or who was the Hornets at the time. You remember that Chris Paul trade got fucked up because uh, you know, uh, nobody owned the, the the Pelicans at the time. That's why I got vetoed. I know it's not right. You know what I'm saying? I'm with everybody else. CP should have been a, a Laker, but that whole veto thing it was because you know nobody. It wasn't any true owners of the team. The NBA was paying the taxes on the team at the time. So I know for a fact, you know, that's a big reason why they didn't have much push. Um, two, we was getting ready to lose the team. I mean, you know how that, that's this is the whole reason why Oklahoma City has a team because we went from New Orleans to them. Yeah, so you know, you know. Um, yeah, the yeah, hurricane, so, hurricane yeah, Katrina. Oklahoma showed more. Oklahoma gave us more love than New Orleans did. So you know, and which is why Oklahoma ended up getting a team in return, but. For some reason, man, like we, we couldn't. Now that <clears throat> fast forward, the uh, owner of the Saints, you know, rest in peace. Before he died, he bought the, the Pelicans, and he he did start making moves. He started, you know, that's how we end up, you know, the boogie moves and the rondos, and you know, drafting uh Buddy Fresh early. That this was all when we had new management. They're trying now. Well, uh, the the owner died, so now it's a whole nother situation all over again. So until it get clear, man, I don't think, you know, the Pelicans, as far as a basketball team, is going to get as much love as uh, LSU and Baton Rouge or, you know, the Saints in New Orleans. They not go – they're coming, you know what I'm saying? But if we lose – if we right. lose Davis, then it's back to the drawing board. You know, we we the Bucks, We the Bucks until further notice. Shit, we're not even the Bucks, man. We the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's kind of bad, right? <laughs> Cavs in trouble, boy. They oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna even lie. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I'm, that's one of my like. You know, you got the main storylines, which is all the typical shit we talk about. But I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what them Cavs do. You know, the crazy thing is, I'm actually more interested to see what the Bulls do. And it's not even because it's your team, but I really do think that they might have something going on over there right now. Looking at the way that they've been putting this team together. Okay, now let me ask you a serious mm-hmm. question. How many times in the last 20 years have you said or thought that about the Bulls? Okay. Um when uh, uh they was called the Baby Bulls. They had Hyrick and Gordon. Uh I was interested in them. Mm-hmm. I was interested then in to see how they would uh Okay, then uh, and let me interrupt you real quick. Okay, just just real quick answer. And then what did they do to the team when you was interested in them being the baby bulls? They, they fucked did? them up. They uh they made moves they shouldn't. They have. blew yeah. them up. Yeah, they made moves they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I uh okay. Go I ahead. don't before I fit Ben Gordon shouldn't have left that team. I don't know why the hell y'all let Ben Gordon leave. Man, that guy was nice. At least let him come off the bench. But uh um yeah, he was he had a good little run too. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, Ben was nice with that ugly ass shot. But it was going in though. Uh, damn, but, but um, I, I, 
that was probably the only time I've looked. Well, yeah, man. Or uh, if you want to dig a little deeper, you know, when Jordan loved that that uh, the first time, I wanted to see how they bounce back. But um, definitely a little, you know. What about what about the the Derrick Rose, Joaquin Noah, the transition from Vinny Del Negro over to Tom Thibodeau? You had a lot of promise in those boys. You had right? promise, right? But y'all can quote me on this mm-hmm. because I said a lot. First of all, fuck Doc Rivers. I'm going to say that one more time. But Thibodeau ain't nothing without Rivers, and Rivers ain't nothing without Thibodeau. They complement each other, and they're great with each other. You split them up, and there's a coach that's missing one side of the ball. Thibodeau give you defense all day, but he struggle on offense. And it's the exact opposite with, with Doc, in my opinion. Doc can come up with some offense, but he can't come up with no defense to save his life. Or, or – or anybody off the bench. For some reason, his second shift rotation is terrible. So, and I think that Tibbs is great at that. Tibbs can have somebody come off the bench and do work. But Doc don't know how. Unless he got a Jamal Crawford. Yeah. I don't think Doc is a good coach, man. So I'm, I'm with you. I just don't flat out. I don't think Doc Rivers is a good coach. I think he a good dude to where, you know, if, if he gets you in the locker room and he talks to you, he's such a good guy and a good presence that you want to work for him. But as far as, you know, uh, we got to read the scouting report and we got to come up with a scheme to do this and do that. Nah, Doc Rivers ain't. No. It's like, what did he do? What did Doc Rivers do that made people, when you look back on the on the old Celtics, which is where he get the majority of his credit, what did, what, that team really underachieved, all things considered. Yeah. They, they, uh, they was in the right place at the right time. And that's the Eastern Conference. And, uh, I mean, you saw it happen once Kobe woke up. I know a lot of people don't like saying that, but they did. They had their way with Doc. They figured out that they play the same defense, they run the same plays, and it was a wrap from there. So, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, if anybody said they don't like Doc, I'm with him. I think, I think he is overrated, but every player coach is that wins a championship. I think Steve Kerr is great. But I don't think Steve Kerr is a genius that people make him out to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. He just got a lot of fucking weapons. Yeah. You know? And I'm not, you know, you you definitely, uh, I'm not faulting him for walking into that, you know, but had Mark Jackson did what he did, then we'd be calling Mark Jackson a genius. I think the player coaches get more love than regular coaches if they do, you know what I'm saying? If they, uh, if they accomplish a lot, then, you know, he's an ex-player. He knows what he's doing. He sliced bread, but I don't think Doc deserved that recognition at all. I think Byron Scott deserves the recognition that Doc Rivers gets. Oh, okay. Now, now that's interesting because I don't, to be honest, I, I don't relate. I don't really uh, connect with the Byron Scott. But explain that. Um, I, I got, I have to be. Byron Scott was the was the Nets coach, correct? It wasn't AC Green. It was Byron Scott, right? When the Nets was making the yep, runs yep. to the finals. All right, yep, so look at that team that he had, man. You had Jason, you had Jason Kidd, who was an offensive liability, and you had Kenyon Martin. You know what I'm saying? You you running with Kenyon Martin, Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, Keith Van Horn. You making these guys into to finals contenders. You know the Lakers, they can beat the Lakers. We knew this, but you coming out of the East, which was pretty tough at the time. You know, with 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 not the best talent, I think. If Byron Scott had those same Celtics, we'd probably see more productivity out of that team. 
He can he can uh what's the saying? He can he can get more blood out of a turnip than anybody else could. And I, I, I do believe that, you know, when he was coaching. Mm, okay. Now I can uh, I mean I guess when I compare him to Doc Rivers, I can see I can see why you would say he better, but the only thing I would say about Byron Scott and that championship run, you remember they did that trade just hit I, I wanna say it was just straight up Marbury for kid. And the Suns were like, um, I don't know, I don't remember if that was before or after, but the Suns was number one in the league and the Nets wasn't making the playoffs and then they switch and then the Nets are in the finals and the Suns are not making the playoffs. So it was like So you So you think that know. uh you think that Marbury was probably the case? I'm I think so. I I, I think Marbury at, at that time he had too much talent for you to tell him to come off the bench. But when he got older and he was coming off the bench or when he moved to China, I think he really got to see – I think he was a more valuable player as he got older because, you know, once them powers start to fade and you can't really look people in the face and tell them, no, I want to do this and do that because I'm a superstar, blah, 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 you kind of got to humble yourself. I think Marbury was better as he got older, but when he was at that age – it, I don't know, it's just hard to argue for him. I 100% because... agree. And he was also battling some mental issues. So uh, I definitely uh, think that, you know, I'm with you on that one. I didn't even think of that. You know what I'm saying? There go that mall logic. But I, I do think that uh, <laughs> I do think that that could be a big reason, man. Instead of putting that on uh, Byron Scott, I might have to look into that. Because it's true. And uh, I, I was listening to y'all uh, podcast, you know, you and uh, Charles C4. Um, that I think that brings it right back to the marijuana in sports. A lot of brothers, you know, especially black men, um, battle a lot of mental issues. And you know, in the communities we from, if you got mental issue, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just you can't just right. come out and say I got something going with me. And for a lot of people, man, let me say, including myself, if I'm having a bad day, you know what I'm saying? I remember I heard you saying you don't do it for the health benefits, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> if I'm having uh, if I'm having a bad day, a stressful day, you know, or even anxiety, you know, it could be, you know, man, I roll one up and I'm good, bro. Some people need that, man, and I do think a lot of basketball players and athletes could could benefit from that because it's not really what is weed doing to you. You know what I'm saying? Is it gonna make you play any worse, any better? You know, I don't think it really affects nothing. I I I, I don't. So neither, dog. It, it hurts my heart that I can't just indulge how I want to with my damn job. Because it's like, dog, you know, I don't know what effect these detox pills is having on me taking taking them. They say they all natural and all this, so hopefully nothing. But it's fucked up that I got to take a, a bottle of pills to make sure I can still go to work because I can get in trouble for this plant that I'm smoking that don't have no health uh, yeah. risk. It don't affect yeah. me. Yeah, it's crazy because the more you smoke it, the 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 lesser chance you have of catching cancer and being depressed. And they don't want you to use it. That's crazy. <laughs> I think you know what though? It might be some shit like <laughs> like some bigger than bigger scale than what we think shit like like a motherfucker, the 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 prescription company's probably like, nah, nigga, you wait till I start smoking yeah. weed, and then you can yeah. smoke weed. Wait till we can trademark a couple of uh, strains, and then we'll start making it legal for y'all. Cause that's what that's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm like, telling you, 
<laughs> go right in any store right now and go get cigarettes. I yep. hate that shit. Well, you rather me? I hate cigarettes, and I didn't smoke them for many years. I, I don't smoke them now, but I did smoke them for many years off and on. And that shit is nasty. Yeah, I bet, boy. man. I, you know, I, I'm a that I haven't started. Um, you know, uh, and, and I and I hope to keep it that way. But I definitely understand. I hear people say that all the time, man. But you got to do what you got to do. I feel you. They, you know, hopefully this shit get legalized soon. It's supposed to. So we shouldn't all have that problem no more, including yourself, man, because that's fucked up. Yeah. I don't I don't really I've <laughs> never heard. I've never seen a uh, a news report that says that a truck driver uh, overdosed on weed and had an accident. I've never seen it. Me neither. Yeah. Shit, right. Yeah. Exactly, dog. <laughs> yeah, maybe fix that, man. For real. So I mean then they send the niggas to the SAP program to to with with cocaine and heroin addicts and no disrespect to nobody, but for real, man. I don't need to be sitting next to you and you all yeah. cocaine. Yeah, man. That's that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's like some half baked shit. Ain't nobody sucking dick for weed. They do it for that other stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that was my point, boy. I was buying Buddhist man. Buddhist man. Yeah, Buddhist man. That's Sure, a line of coke after he finished recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's ass crack and a, and a stiff line was uh was being used after that video. I, I really thought that the brother needed help after I saw that one, man. So him going to China, that was probably the best thing for him. So, I, my nigga, eight Vaseline. Eight Vaseline. That's dog. Just, I, eight Vaseline. I'll never forget that. That's something that I'll never forget. Watching a grown man eat Vaseline. Yeah, that is. I don't even know what to say behind that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need. Right. Well, well, hey, I know you ask all the questions here, man, but I, I, I want to ask you a question though. Go all ahead. Right. I, I, I personally, once again, you know, people who they see me on, on GSPN. If I see a LeBron post, I'll put up the Abe Simpson gift. You know, walk in and walk out. I just didn't want to do this until the season started. Because I, I the, the, the anticipation would have been building. 
And I, I don't want to be, you know, I'll let football season hold me up. What I'll say, I'll, here's the question. What do you think? What do you honestly think the Lakers are going to do? Come February, what are we going to be saying about the Lakers? And let me let me add to that question. And I'm talking non-biased. We ain't talking from the bronze sexual side. From a non-biased perspective, what are we going to be saying about the Lakers? I want your prediction. Um, to be honest, hundred percent honest with you, dog. I what I'm expecting from them is they start the season slow, working the working the kinks out. If they started off hot, you know that'd be a, I guess a nice surprise for Laker fans. But I'm expecting them to start slow, so maybe maybe by Christmas. I'm not sure how many games they should have been played by. Normally, it's about forty games by All Star break, so maybe about thirty games by Christmas. So out of thirty games. I would say they they should probably be like nineteen and eleven or something like that, and I really think that what happens with Golden State is going to determine whether or not they make any moves or not. Like if I, I think if they can if they can have a good showing against Golden State along with not looking like no other team in the NBA is dominating them, because that's what that's what I'm saying. It's a complicated question because. Golden State is the champ, and, and any year, any season, any sport, whatever, everybody is gearing up to beat the champ. You just have to, because that's yeah. you know. But the other teams is is I think the Lakers will match up better with Golden State than they actually would some of the other teams. I think they'll match up better with Golden State than they actually would Boston, just because of Boston's depth and their youth. Like Boston can match them, uh, you know, age wise and depth wise, but. Golden State, I think Golden State just top heavy against the Lakers. So, I think the Christmas game will really. Uh, I, I will have to wait to the Christmas game to say because if they get their ass whooped on Christmas, I think changes are gonna be made. And if they hang in there, I say anything where it's a game. Let's say Golden State is at the. At, at, I'm not saying if, if Steph Curry or Klay Thompson have a bad game and the Lakers win. I mean, if everybody on Golden State has a good game and the Lakers win or if they lose and it's close, the Lakers lose by three, four, or, or anything less than ten, the Lakers lose and the Warriors all had a good game. Steph Curry had a hot percentage. Klay Thompson had a good percentage. Draymond, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't too many turnovers. The Warriors were themselves, and the Lakers managed to win or just keep it close in a loss. I don't think there'll be any changes, and I think uh, I think from there you'll, you know, by all-star break, that people will be talking about that, but I it just I think that Christmas game is gonna tell everything because if they get their ass whooped, I think they're gonna make some trades. And if Lonzo don't shoot a higher percentage than what he did last year, assuming that he can even play, because I don't even know what's up with that injury. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's ready or if he gonna be ready. Yeah, or I don't what, know either. I like his size. When I think about him against Golden State, his size is what really. Uh, you know, makes it the, the best thing about him, I guess, for me is his size because everything else and the rebounds. But I, 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 um, I remember y'all saying that y'all was bringing up, you know, uh, things to beat Golden State, and um, I hundred percent agree with you on attacking Curry. But don't you think attacking the center is also helpful in beating Golden State? Like, you don't think that? Uh, yeah, I, I think now, me personal, my personal opinion, I think if you can get a big man that can give any big man that they put on the court problems, then they're going to have to adjust. And that's what would give you the advantage. I think that Cleveland 
Cleveland gave Golden State problems because they had a better big man presence, but they didn't use it the way that they should have. They started matching with Golden State, their death lineup, and run the small ball with them. And I think that's what ultimately killed Cleveland, is them trying to match Golden State and not staying true to themselves. Cleveland went from using Love and Trish and Thompson to shoot more three-pointers than anybody else in the Eastern Conference. And I don't think that was, was helpful to them. Yeah, you can shoot. You got the shooters, but that's not your game. And that's not how you're going to beat a team that shoots three-pointers better than anybody else. In history. Anybody else in, in history. history? Correct. Yeah. But I do. I think the big man, bro, I think Clint Capella, I think if Clint Capella can stay exactly the way he was last year, they'll be okay. Because if, if, you know, with Chris going down, you still got more firepower with Melo, but you gotta you gotta use them big men. Like I think uh I don't think Draymond can keep up with Melo if you let Melo play ISO ball like he likes to. I don't think Draymond can, you know, Draymond could probably guard him and do what he has to do, but it's taking him out of the paint. And that's the important part. Cause Draymond eats down there. Yeah. I just my thing with Melo, man, is just one, him and James Harden, that's a problem for your defense. If you got both of them on the court at the same time, who do, how many teams can you stop with Melo and, and Harden on defense? Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Uh, I don't think they all should start for that reason. I think Melo should come off the bench for that reason because he don't he don't play as good defense. Harden defense ain't, right. defense ain't good, but it ain't terrible either. So, I mean – yeah, Curry tries. You know, that's that's my only thing. He gives you the effort, and that's all I can ask for. He's too small. He can't do it. It ain't possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, but, Cur- yeah, but- Curry, uh, how do you think he did uh, with the assignment of Garland LeBron in the finals? Because he had to guard LeBron a lot. Yeah, I think he did damn good, man. And I think it's a, you know, I think speed really helped him out in that case. And a lot of other shit going on on the court, too. When when you, it's like, you know, if you read the scouting report and you look and you playing Cleveland and they got LeBron, you ain't really worried about too much else going on. Anything else you're kind of taking. So, I, it was just kind of a, I don't think they really had a lot of work to do with, uh, you know, game planning for that. I think this year would be different. And I think you right, too, when you said uh, attack the center. And I think you still you still do it through Curry. Like, you still start off in the backcourt and you want to take Curry in. But the fact that they don't have any uh, rim protectors, really. Yeah. So now, you know, Kevin Durant and Draymond going to have to do that because ain't no center down there to do that. If I'm playing Golden State in a series – I don't care if I even got to lose the first two games. I'm going to take my chances. I'll go down 2-0 just to keep attacking Curry and attack the, that, that point right there. Hopefully, I can wear you down over the course of seven games and let fatigue help me out the way fatigue helped Golden State out in 2015. Yep. Yep. Hey, you're absolutely right, man. 100%. It's like, uh, on top of that, you know, it's like uh, Golden State worries about every position until this year. It's like they worried about every position but the center. Their center always been like some, you know, C-list center with 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 the potential of having, you know, a couple good games but won't make an all-star team. Uh, I forgot the big Australian guy name, but they had him, David Lee, uh, uh, Azili. 
Was it Bogut? Yeah, Bogut. Yeah, Bogut. They even brought uh Verizon in, but he couldn't stay healthy. Um uh uh Festus Azili, Mo Buckets. They always had big men, you know what I'm saying? That's just I, I don't know. I, I feel like that those guys like you mean to tell me that you can't find somebody to give most spates a hard time on defense or Festus Azili or Bogut or 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 I mean I JaVel McGee, I will give props. That man plays defense. But I I don't think that you can't find, you know what I'm saying? Why not put Jokic on them in the ISO on the post? Or Demarcus Aldridge, I mean look, excuse me, Lamarcus Aldridge will have his way with that guy whenever he saw him one on one. I think everybody should do that with a with a Golden State Center. Put make it ISO, put that big man down there in the paint, and if they come help, kick it to the point guard. I mean, you know, it's easier said yep. than done, but I feel like teams should stop trying to match up with Golden State and try to exploit them instead. Yeah, I think you're right. And and another thing is, you know, foul trouble is a real thing. Even if I'm, you know, I might not even care that much about getting these little two points right here. I'm just going to back you down and hope that maybe, you know, I got, I'm playing on fatigue and I'm playing on, if I can get you in foul trouble, that could ruin y'all lineups for the rest of the night. Yep. If you don't get the lineups you want, yep. you got to get the lineups that you can. That's that, yep. Hell yeah. Yep. It, I'm glad you brought bringing this up too, dog, because when we be in the group, I think I, I said it on the last episode, but I think Laker Nation is trying to, you know, like I you ain't gonna catch me with my pants down trying to trying to pick my team to win. And it's like I, you don't have to pick them. I'm just saying like, okay, this is what we got. If we in the locker room and this is what we got, all right, how are we gonna win this game? You telling me, man, we can't win the game. Okay, that's fine that you think that, but I think we can. So tell me how we can let's let's try something. What are we gonna try? Yeah, to do man. Any team well, we take the L, you just gotta figure out how. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, for the people who say that we can't win, they should just look at a Greg Popovich team and see what he does with them things with, with them boys. It's, it's it's times that he'll bench all his starters and still win the game. So it's definitely possible. You just got to find a way to do it. You can coach a team of five people. You just got to find the five people to coach. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's definitely possible. And I I don't you know for people who saying that Golden State's unbeatable, they're the champs. I'm not with it. I'm not buying it. I don't think it's true. I think they could be beat. Like Cleveland showed us this. Even though I hated that series, you know I I hated to see that series, but it was something that we have to see because it is the truth. It can happen. Um, Houston when they beat Orlando, or Houston when they beat New York in the finals, people was writing Houston off. Cause they only had a large wine and a, you know a bunch of role players, but they show you know a team teams been showing us this. You can beat a a, a serious team. You just got to have the right game plan. Yeah, you just got to have the right game plan. And I'm and I'm and think about it like think about this. I didn't get to say this on the last show, but think about this, dog. You know, I got to I got to be like you last year. I went to my first playoff game. I went to go see the Spurs. Man, I was the jealous. Warriors. By the way, bro, that was probably that probably trumped every NBA game I went to. By the way. I was I was pretty good oh, to that man. <laughs> well, I feel good if I could trump anything you did. That that's motherfucker boy because you didn't did some shit. <laughs> but but dog Curry was not there, so you got Golden State and you and you know they playing the Spurs with no Curry now. Now the Spurs don't have Kawhi. What happens if Golden State and and you think about this with Kevin Durant or I guess the last two years they started the playoffs off injured. Somebody wasn't there to start the playoffs mm-hmm. every both years. Yep. What happens if they run into LeBron in round one and they missing Kevin Durant or they missing Steph Curry? What happens? Ooh, you're right about that one. 
You're right about that. But you know what, man? Knowing that the way the NBA rolls, so if they if they see the Lakers round one, that means that the Lakers had to been the worst worst place team, right? Assuming, mm-hmm. assuming so. I think Golden State will fuck around and lose games knowing that that's about to happen. I think that they did it's that. possible, yeah. I think that they kind of did that this season. They could have had a chance of catching Houston, but they kind of took their feet off the off the gas knowing that they, you know, the bottom seeds, what the bottom seeds were looking like because you had a choice. I, it was a couple teams on a bubble. So um, uh, they would have been playing, I think, uh, either Utah or Minnesota or San Antonio, I believe. Which would go to state with a Drew, and I think they took them losses on purpose. One being what you said, knowing that Leonard ain't there. I, I do think teams do that. I think Cleveland did it. I think Cleveland purposely lost games so they wouldn't have to see, uh, uh, you know, the team, man, because we were all talking about it. Philly, yeah, yeah. I think they purposely lost so they wouldn't have to see Phil. I, I do think that you know, and you're right. If if Curry's hurt like he always is. Or uh, Clay, or or uh, it's rap if Clay hurt, but Clay or uh, or Durant, yeah, you see uh, LeBron, and he's definitely about to give it to you because he he's going to make sure you know you missing that player, and I think that'll be his time. He'd be waiting for, it, but I don't think they'll give him that chance either. They'll play some chess moves before he would. I think so too, and now it's like another thing people got to think about. You know, that Cleveland series was shit. I hated it. I knew what was going to happen. We all knew what was going to happen, no matter what, people. You could keep hope alive, but we knew. But when I compare them to this Laker team, it was just game one of that series. Game one is the one everybody talked about. And did LeBron quit in overtime? What was he supposed to do? Lead his team, blah, blah, blah. But they in overtime with Golden State, in Golden State, and they really don't have any business being there. <laughs> this, this, this motherfucker gonna score fifty points. They ain't got no business being the state, so they not. When I when I compare them across the board to this Laker team, and I ask you, uh, just running off the list of players, who's your equivalent to Brandon Ingram on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Who? Uh man, I don't. I don't see one. I don't see one, but if I had to give you, fuck man, I don't, I don't, I couldn't give you one. Okay, I, so I that's could, one. Could, who, who you taking, Rondo or George Hill? Who you want? I'm taking Rondo. That's two right there. We ain't even, and you know, there's a lot more players, but right off the top of our head, we got two players that are better than the first two players that come up on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we, the Cavaliers, it's, actually had a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but but hey, man, uh, I'm with the few people who said Rodney Hood should have played more. I do think Rodney Hood should have got more playing time. I think they would have played better. I'm not saying they would have won, but I do think Rodney Hood would have been a better option than, uh, the, you know, that other guy that pissed people off. Oh, JR? Man. So let me say, and I, and I am definitely a known LeBron hater. Definitely been saying this for years, but I always give the man props. When he deserves, when he earns, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I think that game Cleveland was going to win after the second quarter. LeBron was in the zone that I rarely see, but when I do see it, he wins games. You know, uh, I was a little reminded of that uh, that Detroit game where he just shit on all of them by himself. Uh, I, I felt like he was giving us that same thing, and to do all of that work 
and to watch a man give up a game and run backwards when all he had to do was just put the shot back up, I think that kind of just took – I think that killed LeBron's spirits, man. Like, his body was in it, but his mind had just left after that point. You know, like, you can't say he quit. You know what I'm saying? You can't say he gave up. I think he just he – just, he just realized that I, can't, I have to do this all by myself and I can't. And I think that's what that actually was. You know what I'm saying? It's just him realizing it ain't it ain't happening right now. Yeah, I think nah, that's – you kind of feel, like, demoralized, I guess. Like, dog, I done did everything. I'm doing everything. Everybody know I'm doing everything. They making fun of us on Saturday Night Live because I'm doing everything. <laughs> and I'm yelling at you to do something. Even while you got the ball, I'm yelling at you. Call the timeout. Go back. Go back to the hoop. You – you still doing what you want to do. And this ain't even, you know, we don't even know the backstory of how many other things may have happened over the course of the year where he just pissed off at them. That one had to take the cake. Yeah. I normally uh, tell LeBron fans that uh, they create excuses when they say he didn't have help or, you know, nobody showed up. But um, game one, he didn't have no help. He had no help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no damn help at all, man. I think the Cleveland, the Cleveland bench was watching that game just like we was at home, entertained and wondering who was gonna win, cause they didn't know either. They just sitting there enjoying the game like we was, and that's that's sad. You know, that's sad. I feel bad for Braun, man. I, I love the fact that you know he's going to a good place where people treat him good. He's getting a true superstar treatment. You know, I, I'm glad for that for him at least. But uh, I oh man. I don't know what to say. Let I, me, I felt bad for the Broncos. I want to reverse your question back on you. Where do you see the Lakers at midseason? Okay, now, me personally, um, I see the Lakers exactly where LeBron told y'all. It is a building process. He is teaching those guys how to be better players. Um, I think it's going to be like, uh, man, I hope I ain't. I might be dodging bullets for this, but it's going to be like the first year in Cleveland. They won't make the playoffs. But after that, L.A. is going to be a straight-up problem. I think right now, Magic probably told LeBron, we're going to come out full steam ahead. If we can't, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm 100. That's why I was telling you I agree with you. I think they will try everything they can up to Christmas, uh, maybe January. But if they see that what they're doing ain't working, then they just going to go ahead and shut it down and get a good draft pick or go ahead and hit that free agency market like they did again. Because you got a potential Clay signing. You got a potential uh, Durant signing. You got a potential Anthony Davis signing. I don't think they're really trying to, you know, build Rome in the day right now. They know they can bring another one to two more superstars. So that's what they're going to do. LeBron's a patient guy. So I already know that, you know, this might be in the works. Right, and right. Who knows, man? You might just see D-Wade out there. That I, I know people keep saying that, you know, he might be done. But I think if they can land that extra superstar, D-Wade might come off the bench in L.A. That would be nice, man, because he – uh. Coming off that bench in Cleveland last year, now as a starter, he looks terrible. But coming off the bench, he looks great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once you once they let that pride go, you know what I'm saying, and take the role, you know, that, it, 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 it's nice, man. But it's hard, you know, when you're the man for so long and all of a sudden you got to let a 19-year-old take the t- your starting spot. You know what I'm saying? It is kind of tough. So I understand that. But if 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 LeBron can get his partners on the same level that Steph gets his teammates on. And that's, we all in this together. We ain't in it for individual accolades. We in it for team. He'll be all right. 
LA will be just fine. He in the right place for it. He got the right GM. Uh, speaking of taking roles, we were talking about him a little bit earlier. Do you think Boogie gonna be able to accept his role in Golden State? If so, what you think that role is gonna be? Okay, I think Boogie. We go get one or two uh, boogies. We gonna get the fun loving. Uh, it's either gonna be the fun loving, happy go lucky. I'm happy to be winning guy, or if Golden State don't have the type of wins that they was, uh, you know, that they're used to, it, he's going to show his ass. And it won't be a good look on the locker room because it's going to make the locker room even worse. Every year that they get a new player, that person go, gets into it with Draymond Green. So if they're not winning or winning the way that they should be and Boogie fucks around and gets pissed off, it's going to be a situation and I, I don't, you know, I, I think, I guess to answer your question, we'll have Sacramento Boogie all over again if they're not winning. If they are winning, you'll have New Orleans Boogie, which was a good guy, man. Like, I, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't no attitude. He was balling. He was enjoying the win. There's a lot of com- camaraderie. So I think, you know, it depends. It all depends on the productivity of the team. I don't think they're going to ask him to do a lot. And I think that's that's helpful for him. But if they ask him to stay in the paint, you know, uh, play your regular defense and on offense, spread the court and use your jumper, I think he'll be okay with that. But if they're asking him to get down and dirty on offense and defense in the paint, uh, he might have a problem with that, especially if they're not winning. Mm. Especially Do you think he's going to be the same boogie even after that Achilles injury that – you know, virtually nobody or what, what they – I can't remember what the percentages are, but it's a very high percentage of guys that aren't the same ever after that. Do you think Boogie will end up being all right? I don't think he's going to be the exact same again, but I think the way that he plays, it won't really affect him as much. Yes, he won't be the dog in the paint like he, uh, like he once was. He'll still be a dog in the paint, but um, I think it, it kind of caters to him, man, because – he has a mid-range. He has a three-point shot. You know, um, he likes to, you know, put people in a little in a little uh, elbow post and get his little uh, – I always, I always compare – I always said that Boogie wanted to have an offense like LaMarcus Aldridge because it, it, it is – I mean, he always tries to bring you out there, you know, put a move on you or hit you with a fadeaway or a jab stuff. So mm-hmm. the way that he likes to play offensively, a.k.a. out of that paint, It'll be okay if Golden State let them, but I've never seen Golden State use their big men any different. They set picks and roll to the basket or set a pick and, you know, shoot like a little elbow jumper, but I never really see them playing too far spreading out like Boogie likes to do. So, I mean, either either he adjusts or they got to adjust to him. But somebody's going to have to adjust. Yeah, and I said the, the the advantage that the Warriors have is that if Boogie caused them any problems, they just cut his ass and take the five million dollar hit. It ain't cost them too much. Not only that, but any team would trade for him too. With those problems, they'll still trade for him. So yeah, you only took a five million dollar loss. By the way, man, this is why I don't like Boogie because we offered him way more than five million, and he turned us the hell down. Wait, what? I didn't know that. So the, the Pelicans offered him more? Because he was on there whining and bitching. Like, Don't quote me, money. man, but I want to say it was around 20, 30 million we offered him. 
but we offered him a lot of money and he turned it down and he just uh he said about a couple of weeks ago that had he not went to Golden State, he would have went back to New Orleans. But you know what I'm saying? You turn down all that money, man, to go to Golden State, bro. I I understand, but I don't want to understand if that makes sense. I don't understand it either because uh it's like dog the way you know, like look at how he looked at Kevin Durant. Remember when he walked past him in the hallway, he looking at him yeah. like all that. I don't get it. Then what made you just what made you just do that? And then it's another thing about it is not only did he look at Kevin Durant like that, but I know Boogie didn't play, but the Warriors are technically the team that knocked you out the playoffs. Yep. Yep. I didn't even think about that one. And you joined them with no problem. Yeah. And you know the crazy thing? A lot of analysts, including myself, were saying that, yeah, we only won one game against the Warriors, but, you know, we were showing that we had some fight in this. And I, you know, I know it's a couple of us. It ain't many, too many New Orleans advocates, but a New Orleans fan and a couple other people would say that if you would give teams a shot, New Orleans should be one of the teams you give a shot of beating Golden State because Alvin Gentry was a was a coach out there. He knows their offense. He knows their defense. He was even calling the shit, you know, during the playoffs. The game that we won against them, we was beating them to, you know, to their assignments. So he knows how to play Golden State. He just don't have the personnel. So, you know, we thinking, all right, we come back next year. You know, we got Boogie healthy. We got uh we got A D. We got you know, my homeboy, Miritich. Thank you so much, by the way, for Miritich, man. That's oh. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like we got all them cats. We good. You know, we have, a, we have at least a fighting chance of doing something. I'm not saying that my team is going to the finals, but I'm just happy. I mean, y'all know me. I'm happy with a playoff win. You know what I'm saying? I, now we now we, 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 in, we in flux. People giving us eighth, seventh seed type predictions because you know boogie left and we we had fourth third seed potential now i ain't gonna say third fourth fifth seed potential you know with boogie but hey i guess that five million was worth it though no i actually that's people i think it's people with those expectations i think it's people that ain't paying close enough attention because just last season evidence alone y'all were better it's just facts y'all were better without boogie last season we were we were. So it's like, I, I get it that we all like to have a big name on our team and it, and it, it just make you feel better. You get to see uh, certain skills. Because, you know, one thing about the Spurs is everybody likes to win, but at the same time, they are boring for TV because you ain't seeing, you know, the crazy highlights and all that. So Boogie going to give you some of that. But as far as winning, y'all actually are better without him. And Drew Holiday, man, he is really, really slept on. And I was so happy that he performed against Portland the way he did uh, because that was one of the things in 2015 when guys were like, oh, man, you – I was like, but Drew Holiday was injured. Oh, man, Drew Holiday, he ain't nothing. He ain't blah, blah, blah. It's like, did you watch Drew Holiday in Philly? Balling. Balling. That dude was a baller, man. Yeah, Him he, and – uh. Him and Iggy was running shit up in Philly. Both of them when they had their time. Yeah, um, that Philly team was nice with Jody Meeks and 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 Spencer Hoss and and uh, Thaddeus Young. They had a nice little, they had a nice little had, roster, man. Lou Will for a little minute. 
Yeah, Lou Will came off the bench and was, was leading the team and scoring off the bench. Doug Collins, I don't know what it is about Doug Collins where they he good. To, he'll get your team. They'll let him put something together where he'll take a bum team and he'll make them into a playoff team. And then for whatever reason, they blow it up after that everywhere he go. I don't know why. Uh, Doug Collins is the Ryan Fitzpatrick of coaches. He'll do good for the first quarter of the season, and then he disappears. I could buy that. Yeah, as soon as you got expectations, like, oh, Philly good now. It's like, nah. Yeah, he can set you up. He'll definitely set you up. You remember when they brought him to Washington? You know, he got Jordan them together. And uh, Jordan left. He put Rip. uh, Nah, he, uh, he traded Rip. And uh, I think that the the Wizards started going to the playoffs, but he was fired by that point. But he definitely set the team up for success. He did the same thing with Philly for a little bit. So I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, like he Doug. changed the direction. The team be shit. And yeah, get Doug Collins, and he'll make them not shit anymore. But you know, I guess that's the, that's the extent of his power. All right, so uh, I know we touched on basketball. I know we touched on football, but uh. I'm one of the few wrestling fans, and I ain't getting no wrestling questions yet. We've been on an hour. You know what I'm that saying? That was coming up next. I swear to God. All right. One All right, thing my I bad. want you know to ask you about is that, that damn belt, because I'm so damn jealous. What You got your name on that belt? No. Um, you know, I, I somebody uh, asked me if I was going to do that, and I am about to try to look into that. Um, my name's not on it, though. That that I, I got to do it. You talking about the nameplate, right? Yeah, where did yeah. you get that? Did you buy it at like a show, or were you? Did you get it online? Um, I got I got the big gold belt, which is my favorite belt of all belts. I got the big gold belt, and I got the United States belt. Um, I won up, I won both of them in fantasy leagues, and uh, I took the gold belt to WrestleMania, and I got all the women wrestlers. Uh, I guess we can't call them divas no more, but I got all the women superstars to sign my belt. So it got it, it, it's it's a little special to me, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm I feel like it's like one of the luckiest objects I have in my possession. Hold on, you got the hold on now, hold on. You speed don't speed right through that. You said you got all the you got all the women wrestlers. Yeah, like, I got uh, Sasha, Bailey, uh, Charlotte, Mickey James, Nia Jax, um, the Bella Twins, Naomi. I got them all to sign my belt. You know what I'm saying? Got pictures with them. Got a couple hugs with a couple of them, you know. Uh, it was definitely one of my highlights. Hell yeah, that is. So which one? Which one the hottest in person when you when you write? Is Sasha? Is Sasha like really thin, or or, or the TV? Just Sasha like is like definitely. Uh, she's definitely a pack of soy sauce. She is 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 what you see there is what you see there. Um, but she cute though. You know what I'm saying? I definitely fucks with Sasha. Yeah. But let me tell you, man. Listen, Naomi has some cakes on her, man. I, yeah. I, bruh, my goodness. I was a, uh, I like Bailey and I like Dana Brooke, you know, um, just from TV. I thought that they was, you know, uh, I, you know, you know, niggas be like, oh man, she can get it. But mm-hmm. um, when I saw Naomi in person, bro, like I couldn't speak. All I could do was smile. You know what I'm saying? She already knew what it was. It was it was definitely a uh, man that woman can get it, bro. Now when I look at her on TV, you know I just can't stop biting my lip. Boy, she big. hot as a motherfucker, boy. I swear, love oh. her. I feel the glove. Man, boy, I tell you, she is did definitely stubborn. Did um, you get to meet Alexa Bliss? I did. I did get to meet Alexa Bliss. She's one of my favorites too. Uh, I used to. I think everybody liked them shorts. Them Alexa Bliss shorts. I, I, she's cool. 
she's cool. But the coolest, uh, the coolest one that I met, or the best looking one, I, I definitely say would be uh, Naomi. But the coolest that I met has to be a tie between uh, Mickey James and Charlotte. Um, I think Charlotte got a thing for brothers, first off. So that's probably why she was cool with me. But uh, Mickey James was real cool, too. She was real cool. Uh, very sat there, talked, had a conversation, took pictures, signed a belt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she's from Richmond, Virginia. I was stationed in Virginia. So we had, you know, some VA talks. She's cool. She's real cool. Um, I will say, man, if any brother is in the WWE city, shoot your shot because it's very possible. I've heard that before. Other people have oh. told me that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruh, I, you know, I, I hope. Look, I hope this podcast don't go too far, but I had some chances. I ain't gonna drop no names. Maybe that's a conversation we can have off this podcast. But when I tell you it's a chance, I had a pretty good chance. Still do, you know. It's a, uh, it's definitely them options out there. Yeah, man. I don't want no Uso to get after your ass, boy. Cause oh no, no, no. Well, you know what? Nah, I can't talk no names, man. I can't talk no names on here. <laughs> 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 but it was it was definitely something, bro. Um, uh, but the uh, the, the belts, man. I uh, I, I like my U.S. belt, but I love my big gold belt. So it's become uh, uh, somebody had cracked a joke, man, a couple about a year or so ago. Um, the Saints had lost a game, and somebody told me, "Well, at least you got your belt to fall back on." So I said, fuck it. I'm about to just start bringing this to the games. I'm about to start, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to, so I, you know, it just became a part of everything. Dog, that has got to be the most gangster shit I've seen in the group at all. I don't even know if you posted it in the group or on your personal page, but that shit, dog, if I could if I could do one thing, it would be to walk around somebody else's stadium after my team. And it, it ain't just that that, that, that you was doing it. It's the type of game that it was. You can't predict yeah. that type of game. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. The, the crazy thing, me and my homeboy, Ryan, he and GSPN, shout out to Ryan. Oh, we was going to the game together, and uh, we always do a Falcons-Saints bet. So the loser has to take a picture in the, in the opposing team jersey. And I have taken my loss in that bet a couple times, you know, and – uh we was getting ready to get on the Martin train. And I had the belt on the back seat. He said, "Uh, I bet you won't bring that belt to the uh to the dome. You ain't that dumb." So I said, "All right, fuck it. I'm about to bring this belt." And yeah, it made it that much sweeter, man. You know, to, to end in overtime and then walk around that bitch and tell people that's my dome. Probably that, was, that was definitely a good day for me. Dog, that was the best shit ever. You like, y'all want to come into my room? Come into my room right here. This is my room. The field. They gonna kill him. This is the last day we're gonna see Brevin. This is <laughs> I was in section 131. We was in uh I think uh row 15 or some shit. I had people from row two yelling back at me during the game when every time the Falcons took the lead. So before they went into overtime, I told every person that told me, you better not be here when we went in overtime. When the Saints scored, bruh, the whole 131 section empty. When I recorded that video, I was literally walking through the stands, through the seats, like over aisles and chairs. It was that empty. They was trying to get the fuck away from you, boy. Oh, they was running the hell on out of there. They was running on out of there. But, uh, yeah, once I started recording, you know, you had a couple Falcons fans. They was mad. You know, they sat there and had to listen to it. But 
The rest was getting up on out of there. They didn't want to hear me. They didn't want to see me. They was gone. They didn't want to do it. I had a bunch of Saints fans, you know, taking pictures with the belt. You know, they was they was fans of the belt. Um, they loved it. So I, you know, I won't be surprised, man, if you start seeing more people with championship belts at games. I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if, if it becomes a, a fad, a trend or something. Man, you just make sure you keep doing it, nigga. Because I not only was that video good, but if you get your ass whooped and you wearing that belt, that's gonna be a good video too. Nah, it, it won't be a good video. It would not be a good video. I would actually hope, you know, if I get my ass whooped and it's recorded, I need the same cats who confiscated that Jordan Crawford, LeBron James dunk video. I need them to pull them off the internet for me too. You know what I'm saying? I need Nike to hook that up. I don't need nobody seeing me get my ass whooped with the belt on. With the sad face looking down. You know what I'm saying? My son come home from school is like, we was watching World Star. You was on it. You know, I don't need that. I do not need that. Okay, now, Don, let me, because we, we were supposed to go to the wrestle. Let me jump back into that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave this open for you so that way you can jump in where you want. With 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 uh, with wrestling right now, whether you want to do WWE or even if you're a little bit outside of that, uh, whatever, what's, what's um, your favorite thing about it right now? What is What's the part that you have to pay attention to? The story, the wrestler, what's your angle? Okay, um... Well, it depends on what I'm watching. I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Huge wrestling fan. I've been watching this since I was younger. Back to, you know, that old sob story, you know, me just kicking in the house. That was, I used to watch a lot of WCW. You know, that's what got me started on wrestling. You know, that was free. You didn't need cable to watch WCW. Right. Um, yeah, but um, to, to answer that, though, man, I do, like, now I look at different. I watch NXT, you know, for the wrestling. Because I think those guys are actually good wrestlers. If you never watch NXT, man, if you don't, there's a guy in there named King Ricochet. I, I highly recommend you watch his matches. Some of the best matches you'll ever see, like, period. Um, okay, I'll I'm going to check out some of his matches. And when I post this podcast on the group, I'm going to put some of them up underneath in the comments. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, uh, he battled a guy named uh, Pete Dunn. Um, about a couple weeks ago. You can start with that one. It's a, man, really good match, bro. I promise you, you will not. It was about a good 25, 30-minute match, too. But them boys went at it the whole time. I'm I'm real big on, you know, a good match, somebody that could put on a show. Now, when I watch, uh, you know, uh, the regular WWE, like Raw and SmackDown, I kind of want to see the storyline and the match, you know, because I feel like they're professionals now. So, you know, sellers on the mic, and didn't give us a good match because just like all the rest of the people my age, you know, we we from the Attitude Era, we could watch Stone Cold crack a hilarious promo and give you a good match. Or, you know, put about 13 people in a stunner and walk away. But it was entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't get as much as that anymore. So, you know, when you do get it, you got to, I guess, appreciate it more as far as, you know, the, the uh, red and blue brand. At least that's the way I look at them. Yeah, it's kind of it's. I'm only no, it's, I'm I'm a long time fan too, and it's very difficult to watch right now. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it's very difficult, man. And that's why for people, I tell people this because I feel the same way. Like, if you think that Raw and SmackDown is kind of iffy and boring and ain't you know lacking, go watch some NXT episodes. 
I promise you, man, like you will be entertained. Two names you should you should you should take. And you know, uh just so happens both these people are black, you know, but they the swag is there. Uh, you know, they're very entertaining, but it's King Ricochet and it's a chick. Her name is Bianca Belair. I promise you, bro, you will you will enjoy both of them. They're definitely they'll be called up within the next eight months to one of those brands. Wait, 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 repeat that. I ain't hear you. Uh, King Ricochet and Bianca Belair. That's okay. her name. Yeah, she's a beast. Boom. They'll both be called up within the next six to eight months to either Raw or SmackDown. They definitely will. Especially Bianca Belair, man. That girl is nice. Probably got the cleanest 450 splash in wrestling right now. Oh, she's doing 450 splash. That's dope. She's doing stuff. 450. Yeah, man. She got like a little long hair braid. She'll slap you with it. You know what I'm saying? Like she 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 down for the culture. I like it. I fucks with it. Mm, I'm gonna check that out. So King Ricochet, Bianca Belair. You got anybody else? Uh from NXT? Uh... oh yeah, man. Okay, so it's uh what's that guy's name, man? He's the US champion. Um Adam Cole. Adam Cole is another guy you should check out. He's a pretty he's a pretty dope guy too. Um I don't know, man. Like I'm a big, I'm I'm an AJ Styles fan. I don't know if you fuck with AJ Styles. Yeah, I do fuck with AJ Styles. And what and what's messed up about it is, uh, I know Jermaine gonna be listening to this. Shout out to him. But before he got to WWE, Jermaine was telling me, "Go, man, you need to go watch." I got to the point where wrestling was pissing me off so bad because I had, you know, I got into Ring of Honor when uh when Kevin Owens was there. But man, that was a good time. Yeah, it was. Now, what pisses me off about him, though, I don't, I ain't gonna, I'm going to go back to what I was saying, but what pisses me off about Kevin Owens, though, is like you was doing that damn best friend storyline in King of, in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then fuck around and powerbomb you on the end of the apron. Yeah. yeah. I, but that's WWE, man. See, what they do is they take your gimmick and they just they fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Because if you remember uh, uh, the Hardys, they was at Ring of Honor and they was at TNA with the whole delete and the Brother Nero, you know, uh, angle. WWE took them in, fucked it all up. Now, now one of them's retired from back problems and the other one getting his ass whipped by Randy Orton every week. Right and shit, man, Hardy, man, when when they even when they first, you know, when New Day hosted their WrestleMania and, and the Hardy brothers came running out there, you could look at Matt at that moment and just tell he wasn't walking right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I was uh, nah. I'm, I'm I was staying. I was my seat was probably about a good fifty yards from the ramp. That was a big ass ramp out there in Orlando, bro. This dude when when uh, this Matt right with the bat bad back. Yeah, yeah Matt. Yeah, you man, you you right. He he was in pain walking down that ramp. Like I could see him grimacing as he was walking. Yeah, dog. That's good. Not cool at all. Nah, but um, you know the the AJ Styles comparison is why I asked if you if you could fuck with an AJ Styles match, then you'll definitely love King Ricochet. And uh, you know Jermaine, shout out to Jermaine because he got taste. I've been I've been on this AJ for a while. Um, I've you know er, ever since the first beef for Roman Reigns and Extreme Rules, I wanted that man to win the belt. I just think he puts on a good show, and I don't think Roman Reigns do it all. So. I don't either, man. I'm glad you said that because, you know, uh, Dave, Bub, a few others, they are big Roman Reigns fans. I can't see why. I don't see it. I don't either, man. I don't either. All his moves are stolen. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he has nothing original at all. The person who he's in the match with, I feel, is like always carries him. I don't think he really does enough to make the match entertaining. At all, but then they make it to where he's got to win. I don't understand. I ain't never felt so force-fed ever in wrestling. You know why? Do you know why? Uh-uh, why? Vince McMahon owed him Samoans a favor? Well, I say, I say close to that. It's because The Rock's his cousin. Uh, so I, I think I think they definitely pulled um, some family, uh, you know, rank. Um, Nia Jax, uh, she's, she's their cousin. You know, she walked out on the company and they brought her back and gave her a belt. The Usos did the same. You know, like, I, I just think uh, that family, they're, they're all related. You know, I think if you're related to The Rock, you kind of got some claw right now. Right. I mean, he is the biggest action star on the planet. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I mean, The Rock is probably, you know, one of my top three favorites ever. So I can't really argue it. Um uh, you know, the, he definitely brought the company a lot of money, so the least he can have is a little say-so, I guess. Yeah. I just hate the way it's like Roman Reigns don't, I don't know, man. It's like he don't get it. Like, the way he talks, I would rather him not talk. I was hoping that the Brock Lesnar storyline was going to boil down to Paul Heyman turning on Brock the way he did for Big Show back in the day when he turned on Brock Lesnar to side with Big Show. I was, you know. I think it's still coming, though, bro. I think it's still coming. I think um, I think what's eventually is going to happen is uh, either Ambrose is going to go heel or Roman is going to finally go heel. It's going to be one of those two because, um, you know, Seth turned his back on them before and Ambrose kind of turned his back on them. You remember with the whole uh, money in the bank thing. So I think what? the only person that's left and Ambrose really didn't go heel then. He just broke away from the group. Um, but I think Roman is going to finally go heel because he never went heel. He's just hated. So once he finally steps in the heel status, because Vince McMahon loves the shit, man. He loves the fact that Roman Reigns gets booed like that, that people, that's his next John Cena. So he's going to milk that cash cow. But I think you're absolutely right. The perfect thing to do is to give that man an advocate so he don't have to talk because his mic presence is not entertaining at all. At all. Oh, it's so bad. It's painful to watch. Yeah, man. I, I, man, one of me and my homeboys, man, we was laughing because I said that his greatest promo was after WrestleMania when he stood in the ring for like 10 minutes getting booed. And he just said, this is my yard and walked away. It's probably the best promo he ever cut. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Don't say much. Get yeah. Yep, that's probably the best. I mean, I I feel like you know, um, same way with Bobby. Well, you have I don't know if you've been watching lately. Bobby Lashley has a he has a guy talking for him now, uh, Leo Rush. Um, I think Roman Reigns should do the same thing because Bobby Lashley don't have a mic presence. So to get a guy with a mic presence to do the talking for you, that's perfect. Yeah, man. I don't see why. You know, it just seemed like they used to put more thought into this back in the day. And let me ask you something. I, I, I was thinking about this question, and you won't be the first person I ask this to. Um, you look at well, whoever you want to say, because, you, you know, we got Roman Reigns, but for a while, John Cena. But if you remember John Cena, the Dr. Thugonomics gimmick, and uh, he kind of had that same effect Stone Cold had, meaning that they presented him as a heel, but fans ended up liking him. So, you know, by that, now he's a face. Um, but then later on, John Cena, like what we see with Roman Reigns now, 
he just became polarizing to where, you know, we see them booing the good guy with something that didn't really happen when we were kids. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't really see the good guys get booed, but we see that now. So you look at Roman Reigns, and I'll take you 20 years back, and we'll say um, whoever's the top guy at the time, whoever you want to pick, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Hogan, whoever's the top guy. And and then in basketball, you take LeBron James, and then you go 20 years back, and then you say Michael Jordan. And then in, in music, um, I don't know who the I don't even know who the head guy is in music, but you know everybody has their different opinions that they throw out, and we it's, we seem to be extra critical on these artists. But twenty years ago, you know, if if a song was the hot song or an album was the hot album, they pretty much presented it to us that way, and we all accepted it as well. I guess this is number one on Rap City for ten straight weeks. I guess this is the song right now. Um, what effect do you think? social media is having on us where all these different people get all these different voices is it a good or a bad thing um because to me it seems like the fact that people have a voice is the only reason that people would rather just well you know what i don't want to be a part of that that's what everybody gonna do where you see like jordan tupac um you know 20 years ago, guys just didn't deal with that. What are, what are your thoughts on that and the way social media, you know, plays into how we think about the biggest stars of these different uh, fields, genres, sports, or whatever? Uh, okay. Um, I'm a, I'm a paraphrase. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. And, uh, Rick had a, a, a comment he said on one episode. I, I can't get, I can't word it right. I was smoking early, so I can't, but it was like uh, people love celebrities because they believe the dumb, the dumb shit that they say. And I I feel like that in some cases and definitely from social media, you know, like we can pin somebody, you know, the flavor of the month and people believe and listen and do everything they say. Perfect example, man, Donald Trump. I've never seen so many racist people be happy to be racist until this man, you know, took the office or... <laughs> You know, um, and that's just, you know, uh, social media, period. The Okay, you know, I, 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 the, the question was so good. I, here's a good, good answer. The, the, the Shiggy Challenge, right? That song is terrible. That Kiki, are you, I hate that song. I don't know if you like it or if anybody else, but I personally didn't like it, right? So to see a dance come out and people go crazy over it, that's all that I feel like made the song popular was the fact that people was doing the, the Shiggy Challenge and it blew up from there. I don't think the song itself was going to blow up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, social media definitely has, a, I guess, a slight influence. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? No, it, it definitely does. I, I'll tell you something like nobody ever know or didn't know up until this point. Um, I have never, you know, obviously I'm a truck driver. I'm not at home. I don't listen to the FM radio. I, you know, we choose everything that we want to hear. I have never once heard that Drake song, the key key, do you love me? Just the song itself playing or being on anywhere. Only time I've heard the song is when, you know, people are making fun of it or doing the dance to the video. That's the only time I've ever heard it. And, you know, the crazy thing is that the song is charting like top five for a long time and it's because of that same reason you know what i'm saying because you know it's a social media challenge involved 
So I, I do a yeah, man. Social media is a big influence on a lot of things. Um, and to to the LeBron fans' uh, defense, had social media been around during the Jordan era, I don't think Jordan would have handled it as good as LeBron is right now. And I'm not trying to jump back to a different subject or whatever, but that's just you know that's that's how strong I think a whole social media is, you know. Um, and it, it definitely has a, a very positive or very negative effect, depending on who's looking. Yeah, I think you're right. I was just saying something about Kanye, and, you know, not to defend the Conan and shit, but I was telling people, do you know what type of shit you would have saw on social media if Tupac had Twitter? Oh, man. Oh, man. He'd yeah. still be dead. He would still be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like dog, this is it. It's, it's a, and, it's and a let's throw some more spice on it. There's pictures of Donald Trump and Tupac hanging out. I just saw that too, man. It's, I should have me speechless. I ain't even know what to. I ain't know what to say about that. Yeah, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to feel about that one either, man. I think I'm just gonna act like I didn't see it. Just you know, I, you know, Tupac ain't. Oh man, that that was rough. I don't even know how to take that one. I don't either, dog. That was. <laughs> did you see the video of the day though? With the the video of the day where I guess Kobe wasn't standing in front of Matt Barnes when he did the ball fake. Yeah, man. Oh, they just fucking up my whole childhood right now, man. Dog, I, I swear, it's like, why do you need to show this right now? You know what I'm saying? What's the, it's like? It's like when they show you something, like when they tell you something about a dead celebrity, when they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we found dildos in Michael Jackson's house. It's like, why do you need to? <laughs> Why you need to tell us that? <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's the media, it's man. But I that's that's the whole part of what you were saying. Like the media is gonna try to find a way to twist up. They always gonna try to wait and find a way to put. You know what I'm saying? The media is never non-biased. They always have somebody who they targeting. You know what I'm saying? Like they're never friendly to somebody. It's, if it's some dirt, they put it on somebody. And... Oh, just and it's like for what, dog? I just don't. I just don't see what's the reason that that I have to know that Kobe was standing a foot to the left. Now let me let me throw this out here. You know, even though Kobe wasn't directly in that man's face, I still give him cinematic props for standing there and not doing nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? He might not have been in the man's face, but he was still, you know, thugging it, if you will, right there. You know, I still give him partial credit. You know, Kobe and the, from Kobe, we know. You know, we ain't saying that Kobe can sit out here and throw hands with the best of them, but he was never scared. So, you know, I don't think the position of him standing up should be that much looking to. You know what I'm saying? And that's this all you can ask of any grown man is that you not be scared. I don't care about you getting your ass whooped. That happens to the best of us. You know but what I'm saying? You ain't never yep. scared. I give you all the respect in the world. You know, hey, you know, watching him talk to Dwight Howard like that, you know, we kind of seen Kobe wasn't, you know, he ain't no punk bitch. Sometimes. Well, well, shit, it's like after you... <laughs> he said sometimes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like after you talk to... You've been beefing with I... Shaq. So it's like Dwight I... Howard is like work. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? And I heard that they, you know, they, uh, they've they had their, uh, their time as well, you know, to almost come to blows. But you can't shake that, uh, that, that Popeye's chicken two-piece that Chris Childs gave you. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of have to you kind of have to show niggas that you're not scared no more. Because everybody going to want to throw them hands on you as quick as Chris Childs did. You know, so you got to kind of, you have to stand up for yourself more. 
I think Kobe was forced. Yeah, he got pieced up. He got pieced up real quick. And you know, when you that young, we gotta think about it too, dog. Like, what 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 was you doing at seventeen? Kobe started at seventeen when he signed his contract. He was eighteen when the season started. But you know, you in NBA stadiums practicing at seventeen years old. I was seventeen. I was working at motherfucking McDonald's trying to finish up high school. Uh. This motherfucker was in the gym with grown men. It's like you got to, you know, just the mentality that you got to have to even make it there and then to sustain that and get better and better. Kobe's a fucking monster. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, um, like, like insane. I, you know what I mean? My my sister lives in L.A. Um, and she's a huge Kobe fan. Uh, she just told me a story that I didn't even know <clears throat> before he uh. Before he played his first game in a Lakers uniform, he used to go down to UCLA, and he'll play all of the the, the seniors and, and 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 sophomores, niggas that's older than him, that's getting ready to go to the league. He was giving it to them niggas, young Kobe, and from what she said, he wasn't you know shy about it. He was talking all all that shit in them open gyms. So I mean, I I didn't know this. I just found this out like a year ago. I you just I just found this out like twelve seconds ago. Yeah, man, Kobe was in the gym. Uh, uh Kobe, I I didn't believe it until she told me. But uh, you know she don't lie about this type of stuff. But Kobe and Steve Urkel used to run niggas two on two and give them the business. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say it sound like you said? Uh, yeah, Stephen Stephen Q Urkel. And Kobe was giving niggas the business in open gyms, playing against UCLA. Uh, uh, he was going there. Jaleel White was going to UCLA at the time, and uh, Kobe was, you know, he was Kobe. He was the local superstar. And I, well, you know this, bro. You used to watch Rock and Jock, and the, 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 the one episode where where Urkel made the team. He he actually could hoop. So uh, you know they they would ball together, and um, yeah, man. Like when my sister told me this, like I, I was, I was laughing and I, you know, I kind of didn't want to believe it. But like I said, she don't lie about stuff like this, so I was just like, wow, you know, like I wish I'd have known about this sooner. But that's that's pretty dope, to even you know. I wish I could have been there to see it. Hell yeah! But it's like at the time you wouldn't have knew who this guy was. Nah, I wouldn't know. I would have known. I'd have probably been more excited about seeing Urkel play at that time than Kobe. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're absolutely right. It's, uh... That's fucking dope, though, dog. I ain't never heard that story. That's a dope-ass story right there. Like, shit, motherfucking Urkel and Kobe out there running niggas with a high school kid and a dude from Family Matters. <laughs> yup, that's the best way to describe them. A dude from Family Matters. Balling niggas up. Okay, mm. okay. All right, my dude. Now, we coming up on 90 minutes now, and I got to... Uh, damn, it's I been gotta... 90? Man, it's been 90. Other side of the damn this shit go by too fast, dog. I swear to God. It do, man. It do, bro. I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. I, I, I enjoyed it, bro. If y'all ever need some more time or, you know, nigga, nigga to come back on here, or if you need somebody to argue down a LeBron fan, holler at me. I'll definitely come back. Okay, well, look, this is. I'm glad you said that because this is a perfect time because I was rapping with, with Bub earlier. And I want to read right what he what he texted me. Shout out to Bub again. Um, nah, you got to say fuck Bub, bro. That's like the new saying. Hashtag fuck Bub. Oh, yeah. Fuck Bub. 
Can I can I can I put some sugar in it? Fuck my nigga Bub. <laughs> Shout out to Bub, bro. That's one of the coolest niggas on Facebook, bro. Yeah, Shout out to Bub, bro. But this nigga say he want to do a Laker Nation episode post LeBron trade, you know, with with himself, Dave, Derek, HT Sims, Ant, Charles, and Brian Woods, and then he say he want to have a a, a a fan episode, and then. After the after the two episodes, we we you know we go in and 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 mix it up like like a um like a Royal Rumble or a tag team thing. Oh yeah, I'm know. definitely with that. Yeah, if y'all y'all need some, let me know. I definitely uh I definitely get out of one of them. But um, right, Ben Toes is motherfucking thirty years old and retired and shit. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I just got lucky, man. That's all. I got real lucky. That's a- that's a good life, boy. And uh, last thing before I go, dog. Not that, I don't want to sound like a stalker, because but but dog, that motherfucking that that white BMW dog, that motherfucker is is so goddamn clean. I'm straight jealous. You ever be jealous of a nigga? But you you know you cool. But it's like it's some in me, just like a like a part of man DNA that just make me want to hate on you a little bit. Oh man, <laughs> you. <a fuck. laughs> <laughs> I have an older brother, man, that stopped talking to me for two weeks because I bought that car. He was that jealous. Dog, I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm about how much pussy you get with that car, and it's a, it oh, fucking yeah. me off. Uh, man, I didn't even know until I drove it. But, you know, real I know we've been, but I will say real quick, man, if you can, I'll tell any other brother this because this is what I did with that BMW. If you can have the time to save about $200 a month, for about two, three years, you know what I'm saying? It don't even have to be 200. You could probably save 100, you know what I'm saying, for three years. But do what you can, because you know 12 months go quick, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Hold on to what you got. Save up for about two, three years, bro, because that's what I did. I bought that car in cash for $14,000. It was on the lot for 19. I went to the dealership and said, I have 14 in my pocket. Take it or leave it. They took it. No car note. I own it outright. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's you like everything you said. I'm, I'm with y'all. It's a fresh car, it's clean, but what makes me sleep better is no car notes on that thing. Right. You just take care of your, your yeah. good. Yeah, man. I mean, I ain't trying to sound like the militant brother, but I do feel like the more stuff we own, you know what I'm saying, as men, not just black people, but just as men, it's the less things that other people could put their hands in your pocket or try to threaten to get or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, right, it's like that. That's your jigger said. We don't lease. We buy the whole car, as you should. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And you know, I learned learned that moved out here in Atlanta. You know, picked up a couple of them things. But uh, hey, bro, I know it's late. I know it's getting long. I really appreciate it, bro. I'm a big fan. I'm definitely subscribed. Every time an episode come, we definitely listening to it in the shop, man. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Speaking of which, speaking of which, so just you know, if myself. Or any members are in the area and we need a haircut, where, 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 where should we go? Oh, for sure. All right, yeah. So uh, the Chop Shop ATL, um, you know, if y'all need the, the address, I can give it to you personally. But, you know, 1489 Mondays Mill Road, Jonesboro, Georgia. Um, you know, we got a we, – uh, we, we definitely have the freshest barbershop on the south side of Atlanta. I stand by that. I got the freshest shop. And I definitely got the bar. I got the barbers too. So if y'all come through, I'll look out. And because y'all are GSPN member, y'all get the GSPN discount. Y'all quote me on that too. 
Oh, that's beautiful right there. Now, how far is Jonesboro from Forest Park? Normally, I go to Forest Park. Right um, Jonesboro is in the same county. It's about 15, 20 minutes. It's okay, perfect. Yeah, I go to Forest Park right there. I, I park my truck at that Walmart, and my homeboy stay right up the street. So that's where I'll be at. I go to the little Enterprise right around the corner. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you ain't far from the house at all. You ain't far at all, bro. Next time you come through, man, I'll have something for you, you know. Perfect, perfect. I'm going to be down there at least within the next... I'm going to be down there before December, guaranteed. I got a five bulls hat for you if you come down here. Fresh out the closet. Oh, hold on, man. I got a problem, though. I got an extremely large uh, head, so... Can Can you fit a snapback? Yep. Yep. Oh, we good then. We good, yeah, bro. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one roll for you in the Fresh Bulls hat, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got it. All right, dog. Well, perfect, dog. Thank you for getting on the podcast, dog. We're going to have you back, I'm sure, real soon. And I'll see you out here in these GSPN streets. All right, for sure, man. All right, dog. One.